Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of New Zealand as Texas uh, uh, Loathsome Things Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Joan, and with me as always, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Uh, With me as always is my co-host, Josh. Josh, how are you doing, sir? I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't be any better if it was a World War III, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Oh my god. I've seen them all. (laughs) Make me feel good. Except in my jolly place. I think me me balls are down by me ankles. I don't know why oh. I'm... Why me? What's the me thing? I don't know what that... Me. are. <laughs> he needs... What is it? Talkies? What is it called? <laughs> <laughs> I think he calls something else talkies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talkies is something else. It's uh, so- uh, s- testicle socks. What were they called? Talks? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, it was it was that that was our offshoot of the brosier is Tox. No, no, it was it was Brelt. Brelt, that's right. Yeah, Brelt. Brelt for for up here and then Tox to tuck one's testicles into. Hi, hi folks. Thanks for joining us. Good. Oh. I forgot about Tox and Brelt. So, uh, yeah, so what the hell are we doing? Well, what are, what are we doing today? Today, John, you decided, quite wisely and insightfully, I might add, that uh, we're going to review Ty West's X. Oh, yeah. The first movie that Ty West made that I actually like a lot. Nice. Yeah, I I was looking at his uh his filmography as it were and I was like, "Huh. Hmm. Yeah. I you know, oh. I, all his horror movie, well, he's, he's a horror good movie guy, but his movies, all the ones I've seen are worth watching. Um I just none of them really hit me that hard. I like the aesthetic in pretty much all of them. He's got a great visual sense. I just mm-hmm. never really felt like the you know, the story worked that well. Um, and this story is so bare bones, but it works. It it works beautifully. Like, this is definitely going to catapult him up into the, the echelons, as it were. Yeah, it's crazy. This, this, was, uh, this was made, well, it was made in New Zealand, as we were talking about, although it's set in Texas. And it's, uh, it's obviously, at least in part, influenced by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A little, a few parts. Just a touch. And yeah. uh, it was shot during the pandemic, uh, and it was shot back-to-back with its sequel, Pearl, um, which is about one of the characters in the movie. And, uh, yeah. Have you seen Pearl? I have not. I saw that you posted about it. It's so fucking good. Is it really? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. oh, thank God. Yeah. It's not the same kind of movie as this at all. It's a, it's a completely different movie-going experience, but what it is infused with is the same love of movies that we see here. Like, like X is, uh, amongst all of the things that is, one of the things is it's a love letter to horror movies. It mentions horror movies that it loves, it, it Easter That's eggs, true. it... it 
does all of the things. Like, Ty West loves horror movies. And then uh, Pearl is that, still more of that, but also a love of, like, the more classic cinema. So it's got a little bit more of um, uh, musicals, musical number love, a little bit more um, The Wizard of Oz. It's very Wizard of Oz-y. Oh, okay. It's got that kind of, like, kind of, like, almost child like appealing to a child kind of fantasy element to it. Yes, it we we get to see Pearl is as a as a young person. It's uh it's all the way back uh before her husband had returned from World War 1 and uh it's great it builds off of this story and uh, uh it's it's a great movie in its own right, but it is exceptional as a prequel to X, which we are actually talking about today. That's amazing. Uh but these films together cost uh 10 million dollars to make wow <laughs> and they they uh they've they've well outgrossed that yeah. so he's he's yeah he, these are hits i mean there's there's oscar talk for mia mia goth uh, for her performances i mean she's incredible she's phenomenal she's she's already a very you know unique person as far as like her their her well, even her acting style, but I was going to say her appearance. She has a very recognizable appearance. Um, but, you know, she she kills it. I mean, she's just so good in, in, in X. I haven't seen Pearl yet, but, you know, that sounds like that's that's going to be on the uh, <laughs> on the docket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In, in Pearl, she's uh, she, she. So she also co-wrote Pearl like it was mm-hmm. a thing that she like co-developed with Ty West. So she had an enthusiasm for the character and it is much more like. Mia Goth is way more like at the center of every single scene in that movie than we get in this movie. In this one, there's a little bit more of like a, a spread around spotlight, yeah. and this one is just like the the Mia Goth show, and it's great. I mean, yeah, I, it, X is the Mia Goth show as well, oh, yeah. except she's she's splitting her attention between you know two different characters. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it does a great job, especially when those two characters are hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's it's a fine fine film. I highly recommend you guys check it out. I was really surprised uh I, you know, I when I had heard started hearing about it, I was like, "Oh, another Ty West movie. I know I'll watch it, but it just sounds so derivative and, you know, but whatever. I mean, I you know, I need to just just relax and watch it, you know, and then it came up on one of the services and I I got a hold of it and it was great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 fucking awesome. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I, when, when we talked about it, I was like, oh yeah, I watched that. I didn't like it. But it was one of those cases where I'd watched it like not paying attention while doing other mm-hmm. things over the weekend. Yeah. And actually yeah. like sitting down and paying attention, my I was just like, wow, I'm an asshole. <laughs> it's it's really well made. I I uh I see when I watched it, oh yeah, of course, I watched it on my TV and it's it's in ultra high def. So it has that weird like looks like it was shot on a video camera look to it, like hyper-realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I'm still, I think I'm, I've adjusted to that effect now. Uh, the first time I saw it, I didn't even know what the hell it was. I was up, I think I, I may, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but I was up in uh, northern Michigan and I, uh, they had a TV there and it basically rained the entire time we were there. So one night I was up late and super drunk and I was like, yeah, let's go watch a movie and see what, if there's anything good. And, uh, I watched Annihilation, but what I didn't realize is that it was an ultra high def. So when it came on, I was like, it 
why does it look like they're in the room with me? Like it has this <laughs> weird level of clarity that that made it look like it was. I was like, it doesn't look like a movie. It looks like a whole different, a new type of media. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. It took me a while to adjust to it. Like I wasn't sure if I liked it. Uh, and now, of course, I've adjusted and it's fine. But every once in a while, you know, something will come on. Like when this movie first started, and you see the the cops walking around, and it was like, oh wow, that's super clear. Okay, I guess we're <laughs> going with the ultra high def. Is it so? So I have one. It, it says it's 4K, but it's one of those really cheap 4Ks where it's not actually, and so it turns everything dark, and you can't see anything. <laughs> is yours the one where if you then watch something that's not in ultra high def, it looks like 1980s British television definition? No, no. Things that aren't in ultra high def still look, they, they just look like they did on my regular TV before. Okay. They look fine, you know. I mean, uh, I, I can tell that some shows are extremely dark at times, mm-hmm. including this movie, like, like visually. Uh, it was, you know, there's... But I couldn't tell. I was like, well, maybe that's just a creative choice. You know, there's scenes where certain characters are on screen. You know, as you know, the whole there's a whole chunk of the movie that takes place at night and there's very few lights. Yeah. And there's they don't use a lot of like, you know, studio lighting to, to make up for it. So it's just fucking dark. Yeah. <laughs> you see shapes talking. It's like, OK. Yeah. There's yeah, there's even very purposeful uses of shadow in this movie, which is. That's true. <laughs> hilarious yeah there's a yeah yeah there's a great great shot that i think you're referring to and i'll mention so uh on that note should we dive right in with with john's 500 of words my 500 of words and yeah i'm gonna do that now so anyways um the the movie opens and we're, we're we see this farmhouse which is obviously very reminiscent of the the uh texas chainsaw massacre farmhouse there's cops there, and we see that there's, like, gore, and obviously this is the uh, a crime scene, and some really nasty crime has taken place. Uh, they go inside the house, there's a televangelist on the television preaching away the, you know, the whole, uh, what's the word, like, like a hellfire and all that brimstone type stuff. The youth these he, days! <laughs> yeah, this is a little black and white TV, because it's 1979, I guess. Uh one of the cops says to the to the chief or the sheriff or whatever, you got to come down here and see this. <laughs> so they go down to the cellar and you don't see what they're looking at. You just see their reaction and they're just like, God damn or whatever. <laughs> so, okay, cool. So we're going to see something interesting. We cut to uh, the character Maxine, which is played by Mia Goth. She's doing coke uh, in a strip club. And uh, then we uh, we meet her boyfriend slash manager slash porn movie director slash whatever the hell he is wayne uh who is hilarious and uh this whole movie is hilarious like it's it doesn't set itself up as a comedy but like there are laughs all throughout oh yeah yeah wayne gelleroy yeah (laughs) (laughs) so he comes in and you know they're they're uh they're talking about you know like are you ready to go let's go and then they they take off and it's they outside in front of the porn, the porn in front of the strip club is uh, Wayne and Maxine. And then we see another stripper, Bobby Lamb. Bobby Lamb. 
and they load up into this weird van and you get this thing at the bottom, Houston. And you can see the strip club with the refineries in the background and, and the, like a shot of downtown skyline back there. And, uh, you know, I've been to Houston a couple times, and uh, it looks exactly like it. Yeah, it looks like that place, Houston, Texas. Uh, specifically, perhaps the uh, southeast of Houston, where all the refineries be. Exactly, yeah. but it's it's New Zealand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. Even the, the strip club is, it's the Bayou Burlesque, and there's like a whole like swamp scene on it, but... Shot in New Zealand for a reason. I was I was actually shocked when I read that because it looks like Texas. Yeah. I mean it it looks like Houston. It was crazy. So, anyways, we see that it's 1979 in lovely um, American flag letters, and uh, now we got this whole gang in the van. They're on the road. Uh, it's the whole crew that's going to make a porn movie, and uh, they stop at a gas station, one of those podunk hillbilly gas stations. And we hear Maxine inside the the station talking about how she wants to be famous, and uh, you know that's that's her goal in life is to be famous. So her road to being famous is well, the first step, I guess, and the next step is making the farmer's daughter porn movie with this with his crew here. I'm a so, sex symbol. <laughs> yeah. So they gas up, um, and and at this we've got Wayne, Maxine, Bobby Lynn. Then there's Jackson Hole. Jackson. Uh, Played by Kid Cudi, yeah. and uh, then then the, the the couple the the girl Lorraine who does the sound that's Jenny Ortega she's awesome she's amazing and and uh, the uh, guy R J uh, R J Nichols played by Owen Campbell is the cameraman oh and he's so that's the whole so uh, uncomfortable he's looking a, he's so weaselly yeah. too <laughs> so they 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 hit the road again and uh, they they come across a scene of. Uh, where a semi-truck has hit a cow, and it's just absolute carnage on the road, and they have to kind of, like, drive through it, basically. Just, yeah, it's disgusting. The cops are there, little foreshadowing, I guess. And then they uh, they arrive at this this ridiculous Texas Chainsaw Farmhouse, the one we saw in the opening. Uh, Wayne goes up to the door to talk to the, the guy that lives there. His name is Howard. He's an old man with a... Uh, a geriatra mullet, <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, Howard is obviously not his memory's not great, so he grabs his shotgun because he thinks that they're coming from the government or something like that. And uh, Wayne talks him down. Uh, in the meantime, Maxine is looking up at the window and she sees an old lady looking down at her from the window. Great. Yeah. Uh, and then it's time to start making some porn. Uh, Howard takes them down to where they're going to stay, which is like a guest house further down on the property. Uh, sets them up, lets them know he doesn't like them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little little bit of tension. He leaves. They start making porn. Uh, Maxine goes off to have a smoke. Uh, she finds this pond. She takes off her coveralls and jumps into the disgusting brown water and starts swimming. It's so gross. There's like scum on the surface and stuff. It's not good swimming water. It is higher than human body temperature heat in there. And it is just, it is some sort of horrible potion. It's basically bone broth. Yes. <laughs> so... In the meantime, we see that old lady is is outside. She's now snooping on Maxine, who's who's swimming naked. We get a big overhead shot, and then we 
As Maxine decides to swim back to the dock, <clears throat> we see a gigantic alligator chasing her. Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, uh, you know, Pearl's still watching. Pearl's the old lady. So the old lady's still watching. Maxine gets to the thing, gets out of the water at the last second. They make eye contact. Uh, they, wave, they have a little wave off with one another. And then um, Maxine uh, gets to the farmhouse, basically, by herself. And she's snooping around a little bit, and then Pearl comes in and confronts her, not like like confrontationally. I mean, she just, you know, basically offers her lemonade. Yeah. So then you get these these kind of uh, like Brian De Palma style interspersed camera shots where, you know, like the, the Jackson Hole is sitting at the table in the guest house drinking lemonade at the same time that these ladies are drinking lemonade. And then you see the Pearl starts telling her a little bit of her life story um, to Maxine, who is extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, then she, uh, at one point she touches Maxine and Maxine is uh, extremely uncomfortable. And then Howard shows up and he drives up because he had driven off at some point. So he drives up and Pearl's like, go out the back. My husband's home. Uh, so she, Slips out the back door while uh, Howard comes in the front door. That sounded gross. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's time for Maxine to shoot her scene for the porn movie. Um, in the meantime, Howard now sees two glasses, two lemonade glasses on the tables. He knows something's up. Yeah. Uh, Maxine gets hopped up on some more cocaine and then has an extremely uh, passionate and... Uh, uh, really believable <laughs> sex scene with Jackson Hole on the floor of the barn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is great. While while we like we see Pearl looking in, like everyone's watching. The whole crew is you know there. You've got the the boom mic. Everyone's watching and filming it. And then we also see Pearl peeking in through the window, watching <laughs> Mia Goth scream in ecstasy. It's yeah, it's so disgusting. Uh, Pearl, Pearl, get, uh, yeah, like prior, just prior to this, by the way, Pearl gives herself this this makeover. She wants to look sexy like the young lady, mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, so yeah, Maxine's like, you know, back at the porn scene, she's going completely all for it, and uh, Pearl's watching. It's very disturbing, and then Pearl returns to the house afterwards, and now she wants sexy time with Howard. Uh, because that seeing these young people has roused her desire, uh, and we find out it's been a long time. Howard has a bad heart, and uh, you know he shoots her down. He's afraid that he's gonna die <laughs> if they fuck. So <laughs> a fair fear, yeah. Um, so uh, the crew has dinner, and then after dinner they're having a discussion, and and uh, Lorraine, the uh, boom mic lady, uh, is. Asking a bunch of questions, they're kind of having a conversation about porn, and uh, Lorraine is a little bit uptight, and so she's kind of asking them, like, you know, like, don't, don't you feel uncomfortable when you're you're watching your man or your lady have sex with another man or whatever, and it's all that. Don't y'all believe in love? Yeah, don't y'all believe in love? And she's like, well, of course we believe in love. And, uh, you know, you don't have to be in love to enjoy having sex, and so they have that whole... You know, and it's, I guess that's like eye-opening for Lorraine, who apparently was raised in a shoebox. <laughs> um, so <laughs> she likes this idea, this free expression, liberation. She's obviously uh, a little bit hogtied by good old RJ, yeah. the 
avant-garde filmmaker wannabe. Uh, we then we have this hilarious scene, another uh, cut screen with one of them is it's Bobby Lynn uh, singing while Jackson Hole is playing guitar. They're doing Landslide by Stevie Nicks. Yes. <laughs> and pretty much nailing it, actually. Yeah. Well, so yeah, so she's she's a professional singer. She's uh, like she's in a lot of musical things. And then, you know. Oh, it, Brittany Snow. Yeah, is that Brittany right? Snow. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then, of course, it's 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 Kid Kid Cootie. Like, Cuddy? Yeah, Cootie? he's great. I don't know. It's cut. It's Cuddy. Cuddy? Kid Cuddy. Yeah. 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 And the soundtrack throughout this whole movie is great. Like, they did, um, earlier in That's the movie, true. they had, uh, In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry and Act Naturally right. by Loretta Lynn. It's yep. like, it's perfect all throughout. It's great. Yeah. J- uh, George Jones. At the end, we get Robert Palmer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then there's a great scene with Blue Oyster Cult. But, <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> so anyways so yeah they do this they do this little like it's almost like a little music video scene and then uh and they they, and then you see like pearl who's you know she's you hear the song about now i'm older and you know this all this kind of stuff and as you're seeing that you're seeing uh, shots of uh pearl who's checking out her skin you know her old She's she's older now. She's not young and sexy like these people. Checking uh, out which her rack. She has, she's checking out her rack. Which and by the way, I really hope she hits us up because we could set her up with a belt. <laughs> so <laughs> something tells me she's not going to be hitting us up. <laughs> there won't be any. There won't be any hitting us up anytime soon from her. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, after all that that stuff, which is great, by the way, that's cinematically that was a really awesome decision. But um, Lorraine is now intrigued, and she wants to do a scene. Uh, of course, RJ's not excited about that. And in fact, he's like, no, you can't. <laughs> why? Because you can't. That's why. It's one of those kind of conversations. And uh, so, of course, she's going to do it anyway, you know, because RJ's a knob. Yeah. He can go fuck himself. Um and yeah, so right before she does it, she takes her cross necklace off, which is great. <laughs> she's she's wearing she's wearing panties with the day of the week on them. <laughs> That's right. It says Sunday on them or something yes. like that. <laughs> Fantastic. She owns seven pairs of underwear. <laughs> There's also this great uh part of it is um Wayne, it, like he Wayne is like real quick with the dispensing of woman advice to to RJ, and this is part of it. He's like, now look, man, she's gonna do this. So either you do it in this nice way around these nice people, or you do it in a grosser way, and she's gonna go on to do it over and over again, and no one wants that. <laughs> That's so great. He's, he's uh, so disgusting throughout this whole movie. I love it. He did a great job. He's fantastic. He has no morals whatsoever. He's <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, so she climbs in bed with Jackson Hole and they, they get it on. Yeah. Um, and and then we cut to uh, later on that night and RJ's in the shower crying like a little bitch. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so good. Just, just completely bawling his eyes out. It's hilarious. <laughs> he gets, he's so upset. He, he gets out of the shower, grabs the keys. Uh, he's going to steal the van. So, you know, or, or take off with the van. So he hops in the van and he goes to take off. And all of a sudden Pearl is blocking his way. So he hops out and he's kind of like, are you okay, ma'am? Let's go. Do do? <laughs> and then, 
she gets close to him. She she kisses him, and, and they're in the headlights. It's really disgusting. You can hear "Don't Fear the Reaper" playing on the the stereo. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. And uh, he's you know obviously not into this, and he's he's grotesque. You know he's he thinks it's grotesque. He's like grossed out by her. Um, so when when he pretty much decisively pushes her away. She pulls a knife out and stabs him in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> and then he falls to the ground. Hey, help me. <laughs> and then she she does what I call fuck stabs him in the neck <laughs> over and over till his blood splashes on the headlights of the van and the whole scene is red. Oh, <laughs> so good. So good. And she just keeps blah, 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 just stabbing him over and over. And we're great. we're seeing that he's still alive. Like they keep showing it because like at that point I I'd started to time it. The first kill of this movie doesn't start until the fifty-nine minute mark and it ends oh. like right at the one hour mark. Nice. Yeah. So it's just a full sixty seconds of him getting stabbed and squirting blood and like trying to not be dead. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so good cuz she puts it in his his neck and he falls to the ground with the with the knife still in his neck and then she pulls it out and it just starts <laughs> launching blood everywhere and then so she stabs him to death. She gets up and starts dancing yeah. you know as as we had heard she had been earlier in her life she was a dancer. So she's doing this slow old lady dance covered in her nightgown covered in blood. Ah, oh, it was beautiful. And of course, Blue Oyster Cult is, is rocking it out. Yeah. But but <sighs> then for her ballet, it switches to a song I don't remember in French, like, uh, or not in French, but like a, a silly non-French song. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, like some kind of, yeah, like a lullaby type thing yeah. or something, you know, like more more to, to do with her dancing but and it's honestly um, beautiful like that's that's one is. of the things is this movie is a horror movie and it's it's violent and it's also funny but then there's also these like really like deeply emotional connection points and this is one of them like we're horrified by what we just saw but then it's like oh she's having a nice time <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's going through you know it's 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 a movie that literally is partially about aging and how how difficult it is for a lot of people to accept that they're not the person that they used to be which is a real serious thing <laughs> yeah yeah and about the the like missing that youth and and seeing it all around you and uh it's it's great yeah it's like they're flaunting it in front of her and she feels like you know, they're rubbing it in her face on purpose when, of course, they that's not what they're doing at all. Yeah. They just needed a place to, you know, shoot their porn movie. But it's it's a perfect setup and uh, for Carnage. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so she gets she grabs the, the van keys out, you know, turns the van off, takes the keys. Uh, Lorraine wakes up in bed and see, realizes that RJ's not there and gets up to go look for him. Uh, Wayne meets her at the door to the house at building with his banana hammock on. Yeah! <laughs> He's just standing there with his hands on his sides like, well, I guess I could help you go look for her. Like, oh, man, I hate this shit. <laughs> he's, and he's already like, like Ortega's character, Lorraine, I guess, she's standing like at ground level. He's already a little bit up because he's in the house. She's so short yeah. that her head is like right in front of his crotch. Yeah. So 
so wrong. And he's just like hands on hips, Peter Pan style, just looking out at the night, thinking about whether or not to help her find RJ. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, uh, well, so he goes to help her. Uh, in the meantime, Howard wakes up and uh, now he's looking for pearls. Everybody's looking for someone else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wayne, uh, he, he's off in the barn searching, and he's walking through the barn talking to himself, being Wayne, and he steps on a board with a huge nail, yeah. and it's disgusting. Yeah, because he, pres- he he left, he decided to help her, and then he just exited the building barefoot, yeah. only wearing a thong, so nothing, like, and he's walking through tall grass like a, like a fucking idiot. Barefoot, like, you're you're gonna be so covered in insect bites, even if you don't step on an old rusty thing on an antique barn. But just, sticker burrs, oh, uh, animal shit, yeah, fire ants, <laughs> fire ants, yeah, all those things that I've heard they have in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> not giving fucks, this Houstonian guy. <laughs> Nary a fuck. <laughs> so yeah, he steps so, right on through a rusty nail. Yeah. Falls on the ground, he's in pain, and then he gets up and stumbles. He sees a shadow pass by the door, like the garage, or the, the wall to the barn. And he gets up and kind of stumbles his way over, and he's looking through one of the knots in the, one of the planks. And uh, gets a, I, I think it's a screwdriver, directly in his eye socket. It's a pitchfork. It's Oh, it's the pitchfork, because it gets both of them. Yeah, it's three parallel holes, and we get to, That's right. we see him peeking through each hole one at a time, which I also think is a reference to a uh, old dirty joke about the three holes in a barn, and how the, <laughs> he sticks his oh, that's dick awesome. through each one. <laughs> Wow, that's genius. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's fantastic. They, yeah, that's right. She does. She pitchforks him in in the eyeballs. Yeah. Through or in the face, like one in each eye or whatever. It's a it's a pitchfork that is able to adjust its width uh, <laughs> yes. to fit the scene. Yes. So yeah. And then later she comes back and pokes him some more. <laughs> yeah, she comes in, pokes him, like sticks it in him to see if he's still alive. And then just kind of casually starts pushing hay over his corpse. <laughs> so good oh my god uh howard uh uh, lorraine gets into the house and 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 she runs into howard he locks her in the cellar well he sends her down the to the cellar to go get a light flashlight and uh uh, as soon as she goes in there he locks the door so she gets the flashlight comes up doors locked he's of course not answering the door so she goes back down to see if maybe there's a way she can get out and she discovers rj hanging from the ceiling uh, just bloodied and just disgusting. Uh, large wiener. That was was surprising. Uh, I want to interject. I don't. Okay. Th- I don't think that's RJ. You don't. You think that's someone else? Yeah, because I looked. I tried to like because he's wearing these necklaces, and I couldn't find any scene where RJ's wearing those necklaces. You're probably right. Yeah, I, actually, that's probably not him because that guy. That guy is in really good shape. Yeah, not he's, RJ. He's he's like he's like built and and he has bullet holes in him. And oh yeah, you're right. His entire crotch is purple with bruising. That's yeah, that's true. His pants are at his ankles. Yeah, I think that's one of their previous guys. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right because RJ 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even catch that. That's brilliant. That's I even think, better. I think that guy was already down there when they showed up, and that was part of the whole like, "Are you from the county?" That's type right. Thing. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, so she's stuck down there with this stinking <laughs> corpse that I'm sure she would have smelled uh, on her first trip down the stairs. But yes. anyway, so that's fine. Um, uh, Jackson Hole wakes up. Uh, now he's going downstairs, and it, he's completely nude and walks into the doorway and sees Howard standing there with his shotgun, and they're having a little talk. And uh, in the meantime, you get this great fucking shot of Jackson, who's backlit, again, with his hands on his sides and his giant dick just swinging in silhouette between his legs. <laughs> it was Every time he moves just a little bit, you see it, like, jiggle and swing. <laughs> Undulating. <laughs> and he's just talking to Howard and be like, oh, yeah, I was in the Marines. I was in Vietnam. I can help you find your wife. Yeah. Let me just go put my skivvies on. <laughs> yeah. And he, being an actual, you know, person, does go get dressed for walking around outside <laughs> instead of what Wayne did. Yeah, Wayne did, put nothing on except what he, yeah. he already had his, his uh, wiener hammock. So, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that happens. <laughs> so Jackson joins uh, Howard and they go off heading off to the pond. Uh, Pearl has the the only person left who's asleep, I guess, at this point. Well, no, I guess Bobby Lynn is. But uh, uh, Pearl finds Maxine in her bed asleep, strips, (laughs) crawls in bed with her, and is like with her bloody hand is touching, very like sensuously touching Maxine's body and smelling her hair with this like raptured look on her face with her mouth open and stuff. It's it's, uh, very disturbing. Uh, mm-hmm. Back to Jackson with Howard. They they split up because Jackson was a Marine, so he could find anybody. And uh, he what he finds instead is a, a Volkswagen Bug with like a hippie sticker on the bumper hidden in the marsh or in the brush or whatever. Uh, and then he sees Howard's flashlight kind of at the edge of the water. It's in the water. And he goes to, you know, he goes and gets it. Howard's not there. Howard shows up and... <laughs> very abruptly murders him with a shotgun blast to the chest. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. After calling him a bohemian and That's... accusing him of enticing his wife. Yeah. And just, bam, right in the chest. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, Maxine wakes up and realizes what's going on and completely flips her shit. Screams, runs screaming from the bed. Um, uh, Howard goes back to the house and... Uh, uh, Lorraine has found a hatchet and she's trying to hatchet her way out. She sticks her hand through and she's trying to, her arm is like an inch long because she's a midget. So she's <laughs> trying to open the sliding lock and then uh, Howard comes in and starts bashing her hand. <laughs> oh, it's so brutal. Oh. oh, You see the bone sticking out and it's like there on the screen for like a good bit. Oh. Oh. So she's, yeah, she's not getting out of the uh, cellar quite yet. Um, no. <laughs> so... She stays, she remains in the cellar with her now destroyed hand. And, uh, <laughs> so good. Um, he cranks the televangelist on the TV up real loud so that you can't hear her screaming for, you know, people to come save her. Uh, Bobby Lynn is now out looking. <laughs> she sees Pearl standing on the end of the dock. Uh, she freaks out because she's like, oh, honey, be careful. You don't fall in the water. And then. <laughs> They have a little confrontation, and uh, it, it, it gets heated real... It goes from, like, helpful to heated very fast. 
and Pearl pushes Bobby Lynn into the water, calls, and then Bobby Lynn immediately gets like just destroyed by like, that alligator. <laughs> Apparently, it jumps down on her head. Oh, it was rough. Yeah. And then Pearl goes, bitch, and then walks yeah. away. <laughs> it's so satisfying. All of all of the kills in this movie are just exquisitely satisfying. It's 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 a very simple movie, but man, it just hits. It fires fires on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, so Maxine now uh, Pearl and and uh Howard are back together now and they're heading back to the house to try to find Maxine. She's the only one left. Well, except for uh, what's her nuts in the cellar. So she's the only one unaccounted for. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they go back to the house. Uh, Maxine sees them coming and she hides. Uh, we don't know where she hides. We just know she hides. Pearl and Howard go upstairs to her room. She's not there. Pearl convinces Howard uh, that they're going to fuck. Yeah. And so they, you know, that she takes her, her thing or opens her thing or nighty, and he pulls his pants down. And then we have this great overhead shot. Well, first we see... Under the bed, of course, Maxine is hiding. And yes. they're fucking, so the bed is like, <laughs> you know. It's it, like in every horror movie you've ever seen, someone's hiding under the bed and something's on the bed. In this case, it's old people fucking. Uh, yeah. So then you get an overhead shot, a great shot, where <laughs> Howard is just kind of plunging away. And Maxine is crawling out from under the bed to head out the door. It's a great shot. Uh, she gets out... Um, does not take the shotgun, which I didn't really understand. Um, yeah. Finds the uh, the remnants of the RJ murder scene that, by the van. Goes into the glove box, pulls the pistol out that, that Wayne had in there. She goes and frees Lorraine, who immediately blames Maxine for everything and starts screaming at her. And, you know, Maxine is like, shut the fuck up. These people are out there. And, you know, of course... Uh, Lorraine's not having any of it, so she runs out the door and is instantaneously just destroyed with a shotgun blast. Yeah, it, she gets clotheslined with a shotgun to, for, to the side of the face. It's so violent. Oh my god. Uh, so it, violent and sudden, and like the framing of it is perfect because we just see her body like flip in the air. It's like her head stops moving and everything else moves around that pivot point. It's really amazing. Oh, man. I was like, wow, that is that is perfectly done. Oh, and uh, it's so good because up to this point, like, you, you get this kind of which one is going to be the final girl thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, Maxine is not your typical final girl because she's, like, doing all of the sex and cocaine. Mm-hmm. But then Jenna Ortega at first seems like the innocent final girl, but then has this, like, turn... And then just oh okay well it's it's not it's not her. <laughs> I guess we're going with Maxine. Yeah. <laughs> so she oh, he doesn't realize that she's still in the house and she overhears him talking to Pearl and uh, you know he's talking about his plans how they're going to hide the bodies they're going to go dump them in the lake like or the pond like they do with everybody. Apparently that's why the gator is so big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they start dragging Lorraine out and uh, he finally has his heart attack, which I. <laughs> I thought was brilliant that he didn't have his heart attack while they were fucking. Like, Mm -hmm. Ty West let them have their last fuck. Which I thought was great. Yeah. And then, then he kills Howard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it's because, it's because uh, Lorraine, who who he thinks is dead, and he's, like, dragging Lorraine's body, all of a sudden, like, gurgles up blood. And that just, like, (gasps) dead, slump over, 
So good. Easily top ten heart attack deaths in any movie ever. It was fantastic. I was yeah. I I'm so in love with this movie. Yes. So <laughs> Maxine and Pearl are now having their their little standoff and uh in the meantime, you can hear the televangelist and she's like yelling at Pearl or you know, yelling at each other. And Pearl eventually she says, I will not accept a life I do not deserve, which is exactly what the, the preacher is saying at the same time or almost exactly the same time. Um, she she uh, what's her name? Uh, Pearl lifts up the shotgun to shoot uh, Maxine. It backfires, essentially, and launches her out the door. Yeah. An- Another exceedingly violent scene. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so it doesn't backfire. Like, we see it, it, like, the shot goes past Maxine and it, like, shatters a mirror. Oh, it's, it's just, just a kickback. It's just the kick and she goes rocketing back like that one scene in Exor- in The Exorcist where they actually, like, injured that nice yeah. woman. And <laughs> yeah. she just rockets through the screen door and out into the yard. And it's just spectacular. It really is. She must weigh like a pound and a half. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> I don't think physics works that dick way, but no. it, it looks so good to watch. <laughs> it looks like somebody hit a croissant with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so good. You have to watch it. If you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, you have to go watch it. It's great. Uh, go watch it. It's fantastic. Uh, so there's yeah. also uh, there's this whole thing with the the gun that she had. It yeah. ran, it, it never had any bullets in it. Right. So it was the whole thing where she tried to kill Pearl, and we knew that up front because the shotgun scene. Howard told Wayne, he's like, "There's not even any bullets in it. I just do it to scare people off." And and Wayne's like, "I got a little gun in the glove compartment. I do the same thing with." And so, <laughs> like, it was like this buildup of tension where we knew that that gun wasn't gonna work. Good stuff. Oh, so good. So Maxine, you know, she's getting the hell out of here. Uh, and the whole time she's hopping in the van and getting ready to leave, Pearl's on the ground insulting her. <laughs> you whore. Yee. It's like just, just giving her hell. And Maxine backs up over Pearl's skull and just crushes it like a meat balloon. <laughs> she bolts out of there in the van and she's, she's the final girl driving off, doing coke, screaming, Divine intervention! Praise the fucking Lord! <laughs> Beautiful. Then we go back and we see the preacher on the TV. We get we cut back to the house and the preacher's talking. And then he talks about how he wants to find my missing daughter, Miss Daughter Maxine. And lifts the thing up off, off the photo and it's her. Yeah. She's He's got the, the same freckles. She's got that, yeah, that mottled patch of really thick fre- freckles. Uh, a nice little touch there. Yeah. Uh, didn't need to be there, but it was a nice touch. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, and then we're back to the very beginning, basically, where we see the cops and uh, one of the cops walks up. He, he's got the movie camera and uh, he says, uh, one of someone says, well, I wonder what kind of movie they're making. And then the sheriff says, oh, must have been a horror movie. Yes. <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah. And yeah. We get the credits rolling to uh, Bad Case of Loving You. The Doctor Doctor song by Robert Palmer. Movie is over. Oh man, it's so fucking good. It's fantastic from start to finish. The whole thing with the televangelist feels really added on, and I don't yeah. care. I love it. 
Yeah. I love the fact that that's his daughter, and I love that it was there all throughout. It doesn't matter even a little bit, but it, it's great. It's a fantastic little uh, style choice. Um, f- fucking awesome. It'll probably, you know, be a big issue in Triple X, which, or XXX, or however they're going to say it, since there's already Triple X. Um, it's Maxine. It's just Oh, that's Maxine. right. Maxine with three X's, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be a, a focal point of that. Because you know, it's funny because at first when I, the first time I watched it, I thought that televangelist at first was real. And then, of course, you know, after a little while, it was obvious that it was an actor. But yeah. um, it was done so well. Uh, and that was one of the things that I read about, you know, the making of this movie is, you know, he talked about how hard some of the stuff was. Like getting getting a van in New Zealand that had a steering wheel on the normal side. and. <laughs> Then they had to paint it so it looked, you know, old and, and American and put that stupid business name on the side. And it was really hard to find a van in New Zealand with a steering wheel on the American side and just already said plowing service on it. <laughs> That's right, plowing service. <laughs> and, I mean, as far as the locations, uh, the only time where I... Because I was looking for it once I, you know, when I watched the movie, knowing that it was made in New Zealand. The only time I could really tell, to be honest, was um, at, at this at the pond. The, the, there's this line of trees that, you know, whoever literally owns the pond in real life, they planted a row of these trees. And it's a, it's a type of like semi-tropical tree that you just don't see here, mm-hmm. even though we are semi-tropical. Or I mean, we. some people that live around there <laughs> are not semi-tropical. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Dear God. Yeah, so yeah. this is the same guy that made the the uh, the Jonestown the movie. Sacrament. The Sacrament, which is, you know, a pretty, pretty note-perfect movie take like fictionalized take on what actually happens there um if you're someone who doesn't know that story <laughs> as well as i do then that movie would probably be really disturbing um i i know that i know the story of jonestown way too much i know no i've spent too much time looking into it so watching the movie was like that eh, you know that's his version of it you know i it, it, that's fine. I didn't really like it. Uh, he did the innkeepers, which was, you know, a ghost story taking place in an old hotel. The setting was great. Um, the performances were good. I just didn't really like it. Yeah. And, uh, then he did the, um, house of the devil, which I liked a lot more. Um, I, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. That was a great one. And explain that and go, go too far into that in case. Yeah. I we probably won't cover it, but anyways, it's, it was that one I liked. He also did the sequel to Cabin Fever, Spring, oh, the Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever. That I And of seen. course, he did the uh, the anthology circuit. His segment was Second Honeymoon in VHS ah. and M for Miscarriage in the ABCs of Death. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to add uh, VHS 99 to the shit I watched. Oh, it's so fucking good. It was. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was great. It was we we've got so but this has been a great year and especially a great uh Halloween season of horror movies and other horror movie related things. It's just fucking awesome everything that we have right now. <laughs> I 
I watch so much stuff that I, I, you know, I, I, it's like, I'm not even going to write it. I'll just write the highlights down, yeah. you know, because there was just so much. There's just so much. It's yeah. hard to keep up with it all. It's so good. <laughs> it's the amazing. world is terrible and horror movies are great. It's a, yeah, what a what a great time to watch horror movies. Yeah, what a great time to get away from the world with horror movies. <laughs> Man, but yeah, back to this movie. I Yeah, this one. I was really impressed. I uh I went in expecting, you know, just kind of schlocky dumb entertainment and um it's it's a little bit more of a of an art film than that. I mean, it it if if only because of Mia Goth's performance, but it has more to it than that as well. And mm-hmm. you know, all the different layers which are fairly simple. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not some heady movie where, you know, you have to be some intellectual or pseudo-intellectual to appreciate it. Anybody would look could like this movie. Um, you know, just people who and and her performances as Pearl and as Maxine are amazing. Yes. Um, as both, really. You know, I mean, it was her depiction of of Pearl was phenomenal to me because, you know, they did a really good job of not overexposing her makeup so that you, you couldn't see, you know, the lines or the, you know, like like one of the things I saw was Crimes of the Future mm-hmm. uh, the other day, which I loved, but a lot of the makeup effects, you can see where the the you know the latex is blended to the tissue to the real skin uh you know you can see the prosthetics and stuff because it's it's well it's so well lit you can just see it it's impossible to make that stuff vanish unless you use cgi and that then why do it yeah um and that's okay i i'm happy with that because i like real makeup effects uh but in this case you know instead of taking away from her performance for you know like taking you out of your suspension of disbelief by looking for the seams in her costume there aren't any cuz you can't see them it's it's she's in enough shadow you know that there's times where you can recognize her face maybe just facial structure or whatever but yeah she, her performance is so good she's believable like she even moves like an old person it's it's amazing yeah, it, they did a great job. And it is, like, there's a little bit of that, like, Uncanny Valley, like, uh, yeah. what made the Six Flags dancing elderly gentleman yes. so horrific. Yes. There's a little bit of that to both of them. I also thought it was weird that um, Howard, they did the same thing with Howard that's also a whole bunch of prosthetic, but then it's not one of the other actors playing both ro- roles. It's Steven Yeur, the guy that plays all the good orcs. Um <laughs> But, uh, but I mean, he did a great job, too. But, yeah, it's like, you, you know that that's not actually an old person that looks like that, but it they they pulled it off in a way that very no other movies have. Yeah, I, I think maybe part of the trick to that was, I mean, with her, it was just a great performance. With him, yeah. it was more of a caricature, but it worked, I think, because they didn't, they didn't put a lot of emphasis on it, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. he... He's just an old guy, you know, it's not like they spent 10 hours doing some sort of, uh, you know, acting class with this guy so that he, you know, he just, he was an old dude and you just accepted him as, you know, he fit in the setting so perfectly, that ridiculous mullet that he had. Uh, And that one front tooth. Yes. The only time that, that the effect was a little bit ruined for me was when they showed his eyes lit up, up close and they were like super yellow. (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it just looked fake, you know, and I was like, all right, well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a, that's a very minor complaint. Overall, this oh, movie yeah. is fantastic. 
Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to call out is like all of the great foreshadowing, like like you talked about them rolling the the tire through the cow guts. Mm-hmm. And then later it's it's uh, Pearl's head that is rolled over. There's also um, the Bayou Burlesque, the strip club that they start at. The, the whole back of it is a mural that the camera focuses mm-hmm. on for a long time. And on the mural is a blonde stripper that is uh, 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 being attacked kind of by an alligator that's like pulling her bikini bottom down like on the suntan lotion. Mm-hmm. And then that's a foreshadowing to the fact that she's going to get chomped by an alligator towards the end of the movie. And it's all throughout the whole thing. Like the 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 Blue Oyster cult song playing right before the first kill. It's just all over the place great there's also um this fantastic tension between uh jackson and howard Mm -hmm. where it's like a will they won't they of of like uh uh veteran camaraderie that's a tension just for us and then of course it it ends in a in a no they won't in fact but uh it's it's just so good and there's so much like subversion of tropes that's one like where where jackson's character seems like he would just be the empty-headed pothead guy from these types of movies and and instead he's like this like honorable guy that's like out there in the middle of the night helping a guy find his wife because he's scared that his wife might be lost or confused or fallen and and just everything in this is oh, it's he plays with tropes he plays with uh, with all of the bits that that directors use and he just put it all together wonderfully. Absolutely. And he does, he makes it look so fluid too. Like it's, it, the first time you watch it, you know, you could be like, like you could be excused or forgiven for thinking that it was just something that they just threw together. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but when you, you know, by the time you're done with the movie, you realize, you know, they put a lot of thought went into it. I mean, there's, you know, but, but it doesn't have that forced, you know, it's not pretentious at all, at all. And it could have easily been, I mean, Mia Goth playing the both characters could have gone south very easily if it, was the, if it was the wrong actress. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I, uh, I want to call out real quick. Um, Martin Henderson, the guy that plays Wayne, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's been in other movies and stuff, but I want to call it the fact that he played Britney Spears' boyfriend in the music video toxic whoa (laughs) really yeah wow (laughs) that was that was like a a major point in his career was the toxic music video (laughs) wow that's crazy wow i had no idea uh, I, I hope this will catapult him into bigger starring roles because he's great in this. All of them, all of them are great in this. Like we didn't really hit on uh, Martin Henderson or Brittany Snow as much, uh, or even even uh, Kid Cudi, but like they all did a great job. I mean, Kid Cudi's a rapper for Christ's sake, you know. Yeah, like, he just nailed it. Um, an underground rapper originally. I mean, he's a big star now, but. Uh, you know, he was he was just a. I remember I because I had his first album. I heard it somewhere and I really liked it and bought it. And I was I used to listen to that record a lot. And then I kind of forgot about the guy because I just didn't keep up with him. And then all of a sudden I was reading about this movie and I'm like, wait, Kid Cudi's in this movie and he plays a <laughs> porn star. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and his name is Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole. <laughs> That's genius. Yeah. 
Oh man. So so John, if you had to rate this movie on a scale of I don't know, uh nothing, meaning that it's not a horror movie and not worth anything to maybe V <laughs> Whoa. Where would you put it? I gave it um in numerical form. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> in God. Arabic numerals, yes, in Arabic numerals, I gonna I gave it a four point five, four point five. Yeah, I I don't think it's a one hundred percent masterpiece, but that may only be because it's a new film, and I have a feeling over the years, if I um you know am still alive, that I'll probably return to this movie repeatedly. I mean, it's one of the few movies I've watched where I've like you know I would like to own this movie. Um, usually I, I just don't have a need for that. You know, I, I, first of all, you can usually find whatever you want to watch on some kind of service and I don't like, you know, I, I don't need more crap in my home, but, um, <laughs> but I love this movie. I think it's great. I just, it fire, fires on all cylinders. I think the, the only thing that kept me from giving it a five was just that it's new. That's it. Um, yeah. and I, I think it's gonna, it's gonna stand the test of time and, you know, be a little, probably like a. Like you said, I think it's I think it's going to catapult West's career, even though he's already kind of known. But it might get him closer to the mainstream, which hopefully translates okay for him. Um, and you know, he's allowed to be cre- as creative as he wants to be if he gets there, uh, because the, obviously he's capable of some really amazing work. So, oh yeah, I mean, it's obvious that uh, at least a twenty four has is like you know let him off the leash. They're like, yeah, go do it, do, yeah. do the things, yeah. <laughs> So how about you? What rating did you give? I gave it the full V. I was hoping you would too. That way it would be an X, but uh, it's okay. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't change a single thing about this movie. That's like, true. I There is no creative choice that I thought was, was ill-placed or ill-executed on or yeah. in any other way ill-anything. It's just, it's perfect from beginning to end and... Maybe I'm just a sucker for A24 movies because this is like the third A24 in the last few months that I've given a five out of five to. So, you know. I mean, it's the least A24-y of the A24s. That's true. That's true. And like all of the headiness, all of the uh, um, like elevated horror that people like to hate about, it's all like right there on the screen. It's It's thought-provoking, but it's not like you have to, like you would have to do academic research to get there. It's like all there for you to think about right there and then move on with your day. You know, like it, it's, it's got the ageism thing. It's like that, that thought of the impermanence of youth. It's, it's all there. It's all great. It's, uh, for me, it's an example of a perfect horror movie. Yeah. I mean, I, that I pretty much have to agree. I think that, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like the, the ageism thing, as we had mentioned, I mean, it could have easily, you know, gone completely south. But at the same time, they don't they don't beat it into the ground either. Like it 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 really works, and it's it's kind of a bold thing to do because first of all, Ty West isn't that old, um, and neither is the overwhelming majority of his audience. You know, I'm probably reaching the top end of the age bracket for people <laughs> who watch Ty West films. Um, you know, and. Uh, I'm closer to Pearl's age probably than than the people in the porn movie. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's like, oh, I can relate to uh, getting older and not having the uh, same 
exact facilities that you thought just felt like they were going to be with you for like things you didn't even think about are now a big part of your day. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, wow, why does this hurt? I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your general state day-to-day is which. Uh, what are the exact combinations of things that hurt? <laughs> exactly. But uh, yes, kudos to Ty West, man. That was, uh, that was a fucking riot. I'm really, I'm totally going to watch Pearl later today. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's very worth it. It's currently out there i think you it's like 20 dollars to uh to get it digitally but it's the best investment that you'll make uh today yeah, <laughs> yeah. um go ahead it's what great. were you going to say oh i was going to say uh what's uh we we've got a we've got a few minutes we can play with what's uh if you had to pick one other thing that you've seen over the last 2 weeks that you would recommend to audiences what would that one thing be well you already know what it is <laughs> i don't know it could you, be anything you've seen so much i have it's it's panos cosmatos's uh the <laughs> yes. viewing from the from uh, guillermo del toro's a cabinet of curiosities it's very good <laughs> episode episode number 7 uh out, out of 8 it's easily without even having to think about it, the best horror film I've seen all year. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really, really good. <laughs> it just got better and better and better, and then it was just, like, orgasmically great at the end. It was just like, <laughs> like wow, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, a great, great cast of, of actors in there, of comedic and serious actors. When I saw Eric Andre, I was like, Oh, what is this going to be? And then it just keeps building up on that, and it's great all the way through. It was wonderful. I was I, at first. I was like, "Wait, how how is he going to Panos Cosmatos a- a- Eric Andre?" He totally does it. He he, he cosmos all over that Panos. <laughs> Everyone in that is great, and they're all people that I really like. Like, I mean, there's a couple people that I didn't. I, I recognize the big tall guy is supposed to be the writer. I didn't really recognize the new AG guy, but he was great too. No. Um, and of course, Peter Weller is, is phenomenal. And uh, uh, yeah. I forget her first name, but Yi, is it Michelle Yi? And it's just, it was great to see her uh, <laughs> playing a character that I, a kind of character that I could see her playing, but in, in a a movie that I would have never in a million years thought she would be in. Like, I don't know who does the casting for this dude. And I don't know if it even matters. He just seems like he's the kind of guy that gets the best out of everyone. She's going to be in the uh, new television version of Time Bandits. Oh, wow. um, uh, let's what the see. Hell? Yeah, I know. I'm excited for that. Uh, Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> Fuck full but moon. <laughs> she she's been in she's been in tons of things. Oh, she was in Cloverfield. She was oh. in uh, Knocked Up. Is where I was thinking of. She was the uh, oh the, the girlfriend. Yeah, the well, always the, the, high girlfriend. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Oh, she's genius. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, how, how about you? What what if you had to pick? Um, I am going to go outside of the genre because just last night I watched Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Oh, really? <laughs> and it is amazing. I am, really? I am going to make it the final CD I ever purchased. They have a, a soundtrack to the movie, which in itself, the existence of that soundtrack is hilarious. And uh, it's just the greatest thing ever. Wow, that's phenomenal. I, I mean, I'm totally 
I'm not surprised. That's, I'm just I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I mean, it, you know, I, I I think it's a great choice to play Weird Al because yes. he's so he's so not Weird Al, but he's perfect as Weird Weird Al. It's great. He's, he's perfect as Weird Al, and honestly, it is it is a great. It, it was you know like Weird Weird Al is in it. He plays a a a, a record studio executive. <laughs> of course, he does. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's the the best of its kind since UHF. Nice. Very yes. nice. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'll totally watch that then. Yeah, it's free. I'm going to have to plug it. It's the only thing. It's uh, on Roku. It's free. You have to watch Is commercials. It? Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Not the commercials part, but that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but I, could, I was also like, you know what? I'll watch these commercials. They need some money for this to do more of it. <laughs> hey, it's great stuff out there, guys. We had mentioned VHS 99. It's great. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, VHS ninety nine, fantastic. Uh, Yellow Jackets. I love that first season of that series. It reminded me a lot of Lost, but with a lot of like awesome female actors. It's a pretty much almost an all female cast. And and then Crimes of the Future. I really enjoyed it. It's pretentious as hell, but it's David Cronenberg. That's what yeah. you expect, you know. Yeah. And he it it delivers. It's full Cronenberg body horror times a million it's ridiculous it's terrible and great at the same time like all Cronenberg <laughs> yes <laughs> so many ears <laughs> oh yeah he he's yeah hey I don't know anyways there's great stuff out there guys go watch it all go go watch all of the things and uh, uh if you still haven't definitely watch X and watch Pearl and make sure that the movie studios know that you want to see Maxine absolutely and in the meantime, I really am just devastated that you are all going to have to die. 